We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind. I'm your host today, TJ Zwarich, ready to break down the 13-game MLB DFS slates with my good buddy. I've seen him more than my wife the last two days. Tim Buell, how you doing? Doing well, TJ. Finally, we get to break down a real slate. You know, no, no more of these three gamers, so we have to find an hour to talk about. So we finally have a real 13-game slate to break down, so I'm, I'm pretty excited. After two straight hours together breaking down the same four games, we finally have a 13-game <laughs> slate to go through here, and it's a big one, so we might as well just get right down to it. First game of the night, we got Tampa Bay at Baltimore. Eight and a half total in this one. Zach Eflin at Jack Flaherty. Do you have any interest in Zach Eflin at 9,300? Not really. I don't think this is a very good matchup for strikeouts. Um, he's not really a high K pitcher anyway. Um, I think he's. I don't think this is the right slate for him. Um, so I think I think we can be really choosy about what we have on the slate, and we should be hunting for ceiling. And I don't think F one has it for for any format. I like the price tag, 9300 for F1. I think that's totally reasonable for him. But like you said, it's just not the slate. 13 games, we can be picky. We don't need to get there. What about Jack Flaherty, 7200 There was once upon a time where we would see a $7,200 price tag for Jack Flaherty and think that's the best play on the slate. But in 2023, I don't think I can get there. Yeah, no, it's, I mean, he's been, he's been pretty decent against, against righties. But against lefties, um, he 
he's not he's been very very below average so it kind of depends on i think what we see with from a lineup from tampa bay if they go very very left-handed heavy then i have no interest but if they go more predominantly right-handed i think he might be a decent play at 7200 there are some k's in this raise lineup so i'm not totally off of him in large field settings um but you know I, i get what you're saying it's not it's definitely not the best matchup how about the Tampa Bay bats against him? I am going to have a whole lot of interest in. I don't know how much about uh, how much I need to full stack, but Brandon Lau, Joshua, yeah. Luke Rayleigh, three of my favorite guys to put in a mini stack. I think you definitely named the three that I was going to name. Uh, Brandon Lau, forty four hundred, I think is a really great play. Um, hasn't had quite the season that you know he's had in the past, but he's still a tremendous. Hitting second baseman, second baseman, second base is a, a pretty weak position generally. So I love getting to him, even if that's just a one-off. I am with you there. What about the Baltimore bats? Eflin is a good enough pitcher on a 13-game slate. I think I can just X out this team. Yeah, I agree. I, I don't have a whole lot of interest. Um, the, the guys that I want are really, really expensive, um, like Henderson or Rushman. So I really... You know, I don't think this is the slate for the Orioles. Yeah, I agree with you there. No uh, no Orioles for me. Next game up, we got the Boston Red Sox at the Toronto Blue Jays. Eight and a half total in this one. Brian Bayo going up against Jose Barrios. Any interest in Brian Bayo for you? A little bit. It's, um, I mean, he does a great job of keeping the ball on the ground. Um, he's 7,600. You know, I think he's okay. Um, I think he's he's shown a little bit of a ceiling at times this year. He kind of, I kind of feel similar to like how I felt about Flaherty. I think he would be okay in an MMA, um, but not somebody that I'm actively trying to get into my into my builds. I am with you there. And after a big, long 60-yard touchdown by Devontae Smith. I really hope that the Eagles, who are running away with this one, just like I predicted, are going to be able to uh, get some Rashad Penny touches to salvage uh, some lineups that I got today in DFS. Um, Brian Bayo, I do have some interest in, just because the Blue Jays' lefties are their weakness, and he has big splits. He's much better against righties than he is lefties. Um, there's no Brandon Belt for the Blue Jays. It's really just Varsho in there, and we're not like Kiermaier. We're not worried about too many lefties here for the Blue Jays. Horwitz, nah, that's not really a threat. Um, and so $7,600 Brian Bayo, I do have some interest in for tournaments. 8800 Jose Barrios, not for me on this slate. Not not a not a good matchup for Kays. Too expensive. Um, really, uh, definitely not somebody that I want. I think, I think you could X him out out of a 150 build. I'm on the same page. What about the Boston bats against him? I don't think I want to stack against Barrios. For me, this is just Raphael Devers, maybe Tristan Cassis, but mostly Devers or nothing. Yeah, I think I think I don't I don't mind getting to a couple full stacks, Boston. Um, but yeah, Devers is definitely the pro- the priority play. I think Yoshida would be interesting. I think even Verdugo, some of these lefties. I think Trevor's story is interesting at 40. He's only 4,100. I think that's okay. Um, 
I'll tell uh, you Rob- the, the Boston uh, shortstop I want to play is I, I sorry to cut you off. It sounds like you were actually about to say his name, but Rafa I was thirty one hundred. Yeah. If he's leading off again, just hitting dinners yeah. like it's uh, like it's mm-hmm. nothing. That would be I think the shortstop I'd want to mix in. Yeah, absolutely. It's, I, I think you can get to some stacks of Boston. Um, not, I mean, like we said, it's a big, big slate. You need to be building for ceiling. Maybe they don't quite have the ceiling to break the slate, but I do have some interest against Barrios. Toronto against Bayo. Look, Toronto always can have themselves a big game. They're not priced up overly expensive, but on a 13-game slate, I just don't think I need to go there. Yeah, I mean, I actually kind of would describe it in a different way. I think I think they're very expensive. I think they're way too expensive. So, um, but I think we're you know ending up in the same spot that we don't really want to play them. So I, I think guess yeah, way- that's the stack I was kind of looking at was Varsho, Kirk, Kiermaier, Biggio, Horwitz, the lefties against uh, yeah. Bayo. Nice cheap uh, way of getting to them, and I think that's if I were to play the Blue Jays that's probably how I'd be doing it is if I'm trying to get spend up for pitching, play those cheap guys, as opposed to the Springers, the Vlads, Bichette's is really the only spend up there for the Blue Jays. I like. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I think these, I think these right-handed bats are just too expensive for a guy who does such a great job at keeping the ball on the ground. Yeah. I agree with you because that's one of the Blue Jays' biggest issues is hitting the ball on the ground instead of in the air. Next up, we got Texas at Cleveland. No total yet in this one. We're expected to have Lucas Giolito going up against John Gray. Any interest in Lucas, or sorry, in John Gray going up against Cleveland? When I first saw his price, I was like, oh, maybe we get some John Gray. But then I was like, you know, Cleveland just doesn't strike out. And I think that there are better plays in the mid range. Like, I'd rather play Bayo over John Gray. Um, just because Cleveland is such a high contact team. Um, so I, I don't, again, I just, I don't think Gray has a ceiling in this, in this matchup. Like Gray, Gray's a good pitcher. I think there's an element of safety in the roster in Gray in this matchup. Um, but I just don't think he has the ceiling to win you a tournament. I think you nailed it when we were talking about the very first game. It's a big slate. We can be picky. And right. John Gray just doesn't make the cut. There's too many holes that we can poke here. We don't need him. Um, maybe other days at 8,100, we can take a shot there, but we just don't need him. And I feel the same way about Lucas Giolito at 8,300 going up against Texas. No, thank you. The bats are just too good. We don't need Lucas Giolito at that price today. Um, based on your body language, I think you agree. What do you think about the Texas bats going up against? Yeah, Giolito? so... You know, certain projection systems always love Lucas Giolito, and so he may actually end up being a somewhat popular option, um, just because because it, he he flashes in projections. But I I really don't want to get to him. Definitely not against Texas. Um, so I, I have no interest. Um, I'm with you on the terms of the Texas bats. I really like Corey Seager, like always. And Giolito does at times have some reverse splits tendencies. So even though they could be without Garcia, Jung, Garver, um, it's mostly the lefties we're going to be targeting here. But even guys like uh, Evan Carter, if they get in there, uh, he's a lefty too. Dang, I didn't even realize. Um, This is going to, all of them, like the full stack, I don't mind for Texas today. 
Cleveland against Gray, I just don't think you need it. We're trying to save some time on a 13-game slate. We got to make cuts where we find them. Um, so next game up, we got Minnesota at the uh, Chicago – or sorry, next up we got the Cincinnati Reds at uh, the New York Mets. Hunter Green going up against David Peterson. Any interest in Hunter Green at 9,100 versus the Mets? Uh, I always have interest in Hunter Green in an MME build. He is a highly volatile pitcher that does have a ceiling against just about anybody. Uh, He gets a big-time ballpark upgrade going from Cincinnati to City Field. So I think, I mean, this is not the best matchup for K's, but Hunter Green has exceptional strikeout stuff. He could also walk five guys and be done through three innings. But I think that if you're building for a ceiling uh, in MMEs, like you should be, he should be a part of your pool. Yeah, I like it. That makes sense. And he's somebody that I'm going to be trying to probably get quite a bit of in tournaments in this spot. The huge ballpark upgrade is the thing that I think is most enticing for me, even in a fairly tough matchup against the Mets. What about David Peterson, 6,600 against the Reds? I think that you can roster David Peterson if you're looking to load up on some, you know, expensive bats. I think, again, uh, it's a great it's a great pitcher's park. Peterson has had some really bad luck in terms of Babbitt this year, so his game logs look awful. Since every you know, Cincinnati was like the hot new thing, but now they've shown how young and inexperienced they are. So I think that this is a team that we can attack, and I think I think Peterson at sixty six hundred is completely viable. Yeah, I am on one hundred percent the same page with you there. What about the Cincinnati bats against Peterson today? Um, I think that stack is somewhat viable, especially those righties, you know, Steer, uh, Renfro, and Peterson can give up some hits to lefties as well. So I don't mind any of them that are in there. What do you think of the Cincinnati stack? It's a big ballpark da- uh, downgrade for them. I think they're MME viable, but not a huge target. Definitely not a huge target for me. I just don't, on a 13-game slate, I just don't want to go into City Field with a, like a full stack. Um, maybe if you wanted to take a couple one-offs, that's fine. But I don't really have much interest, really, in either of these offenses. This is definitely pitchers that I want in this game. Tim, I was so excited because, never, not that you ever want anyone to get injured, but everything about my lineups in NFL on Thursday night were stacking up beautifully. Boston Scott being evaluated for a concussion. Maybe Penny gets in there. The Eagles are routing them. I got the Eagles D. I got some Smith. I got a lot of Swift. But then a Jordan Addison 60-yard touchdown (laughs) drastically hurt my day. And the uh, winnings went down, 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 down. Tough, tough one on that one. What about uh, the Mets bats going up against Hunter Green? I, you know, I just... I don't want to, I don't really want hitters really at this ballpark. I mean, Hunter Green can get blown up. So, like, you could go Lindor, Nimmo, I guess. Um, you know, maybe like a mini stack of the Mets, like DJ Stewart, Nimmo, Lindor, like some of the lefties. But I really, you know, I, I kind of like Green in, the, in this game. And I don't really, I really don't want to be full stacking in City Field on a 13 game slate. 
I feel like if you are mini stacking, Pete Alonso at 5,200 is still just too cheap. So it is kind of easy to extend it into a full stack. But and I think they have upside. But again, it's just it's somewhere I would only go if I was running a lot of lineups. I don't think it's necessary if you're only playing a few. Um, Minnesota at the Chicago White Sox, no total yet in this one. Uh, Bailey Ober going up against Jesse Schultens. Do you have any interest in Ober at 8,500 against the White Sox? It's a good matchup, but not the right slate for over. Uh, a little bit expensive. Um, I There's guys that we've already talked about. Like, I'd, I'd honestly rather play John Gray than Bailey over. Like, I'd rather play pretty much all these mid-range guys over, over. So, I think he's a pass for me. It's going to be a nober for me, and Jesse Schulten's on the other side. Also, uh, that's an abs- that's an absolute nober, absolute uh, nober. Minnesota yeah. against Schulten's, I think, one of the top stacks on the slate. De- definitely got to be up there. Um, still, I think a little bit too cheap. Like Max Kepler, thirty eight hundred. Um, you know, Castro, thirty one hundred. Blanco, forty five hundred. Uh, Royce Lewis, 4,900. Like, I think uh, this stack is very easy to get to. They're in an amazing, amazing spot. Th- this is definitely a team that you could even get two pretty high-priced pitchers and still stack this team. So I, I absolutely love Minnesota. One of my favorites as well, all up and down the order. I'm looking to get all over them. Royce Lewis is probably hitting another home run. The double Spidey Bomb, Tasty Tater hits on Thursday night, and I think it's probably going to do it on Friday as well. Um, what about the White Sox going up against Bailey Ober? That's just an easy, ignorable sides for me. Yeah, probably I agree. I, I, I always have a little bit of interest with, like, Andrew Vaughn. I think he's a good source of, like, a cheap home run. Eloy, I think, is a little bit too cheap, but this team is just so awful that I, I, I don't really want to prioritize anybody from the White Sox. Speaking of top stacks on the slates, we have Houston <laughs> at Kansas City, Christian Javier going up against Zach Granke. Before we talk about the bats, any interest in Javier? Cheap price, 7900 ballpark upgrade going into Kansas City, but the Royals have been hot lately. Do you have any interest in Javier? I think I think you have to just at this price point. Like I, I get it, the Royals maybe aren't as bad as you know we think that they are, but assuming it's not like some kind of like super hot day at, in Kansas City, like I kind of like that price tag on Javier. So I mean, I think I think it's I mean seventy nine hundred. He could easily get you twenty fantasy points in the spot. I mean, he's got going to have huge win equity. Uh, he's probably gonna have about a five strikeout prop. So, like, I, I really, I really like him. I it's gonna depend on ownership for me. If he's projecting well and ends up chalky, he's basically gonna be a full fade for me in tournaments, and I'll play some Royals. Um, if he's going overlooked because it's a thirteen game slate, then absolutely, I'm gonna be playing some. Um, I'm absolutely gonna be playing as uh, some Javier if he's gonna be sneaky. No Granky, I can guarantee it, but Houston going up against him, that's one of the top stacks on the slate. Absolutely. Jordan, Kyle Tucker, Altuve, all these guys, even Brantley, um, you know, all these all these guys uh, for Houston are all firmly in play. 
Um, this is this is definitely going to be one of the best stacks on the board. And we still have plenty of other games to talk about. But, I mean, this is definitely going to be a great spot to attack. Even if you could just get to, like, a couple of the expensive guys, like, I think you should prioritize that, like, in, in your builds, like Jordan and, and Tucker. Yeah, even if you're not full stacking, uh, Jordan, Kyle Tucker, Jose Altuve mini stack in this spot is just fantastic. Kansas City, for me, is really going to depend on the ownership of Christian Javier. If he's going to be chalky, I love Kansas City as a leverage stack. If not, 13 game slates, I can find upside elsewhere. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I, I think like guys like Massey and Melendez are decent salary-saving options, and I think Sal Perez is still a little bit too cheap, so... I think that I'm fine with getting to a couple pieces, but I I mostly agree with you. Next game up on the slate, we have Washington at Milwaukee. Wade Miley going up against Cole Irvin, or is that Jake Irvin? That's Jake Irvin. Jake Irvin, yeah. Uh, Going up against Jake Irvin, eight and a half total in this one. Do you have any interest in Jake Irvin at 6,400? Not really. Um, I th- no. I, I think that we don't need to go that low. Um, it's not a horrible spot, but it's just, I don't know. I, I, I think it's a little bit too risky. I don't think he has much of a ceiling at all. Um, so even if he gets you like that 15 DraftKings points, I don't think that's going to be enough on the slate. So I think I'm going to pass. I think he can get there. Um, I definitely don't mind the idea of keeping him in my pool from an MME standpoint, but wouldn't get to him in single entry, three entries, anything like that. Wade Miley has been surprisingly good for most of this year, but Mm -hmm. there's just no upside. He's been real life good, but there's just no upside. So against the low strikeout Washington, I don't think he's in play. Yeah, He's probably going to have like a three and a half K prop in this matchup. I think that's just for seven K. That's just too much. Like if, if he was like 6,400 or 6,300, maybe that'd be okay. But I think he's just a little bit too pricey against a team that just doesn't strike out. Washington going up against Miley. I don't have any interest there. Slate's too big. Um, What about Milwaukee going up against Urban? Um, I, you know, I think, you know, Adamas, uh, Contreras, I guess they priced up Donaldson finally. He's 4k. That might be too much, but like Contreras and, and Willie Adamas, I think would be decent plays. Um, Monasterio, if he's batting lead off, um, I think he would be a cheap value play with second base, third base eligibility. So I think that would be a pretty good value. Um, but I don't. I think this is more of like a skinny stack, not a full stack. Yeah, Tellez is twenty four hundred too, and he batted clean up last game as well. Oh so yeah, another good spot. He's going to be yeah, really yeah. I forgot all about him. Yeah, it's, that's a good call. I always forget about him. He's always former Blue Jay. That's why. That's why I never forget. Yeah, him. he's, I can, he's I can, always priced I way be too using low. His lefty bat in that lineup right now. Hmm. Philadelphia going up against St. Louis, eight and a half total in this one. Zach Wheeler going up against Zach Thompson. Or no, Aaron Nola. It's uh, Nola. Nola going up against Zach Thompson. I don't know why I uh, 
always mix up Wheeler. Um, but anyways, Wheeler and Nola. But anyways, Aaron Nola going up against Zach Thompson. Any interest in Nola going up against St. Louis? Not really. Um, this is not really a high strikeout matchup for Nola. Like, he's a great real-life pitcher. Um, but I, if I'm going to be paying up for pitching, I don't think I want it to be Nola, and I don't think I want it to be this matchup. So it's kind of a scary fade because I think he could. He could end up hurting you if you don't have him, but he's certainly not a priority. All year, Nola, I've had a tough time predicting when he's going to be on, when he's going to be off. It doesn't really seem like it matters all that much who he's facing. If he's going to be owned, no Nola for me. If he's going to be sneaky, I'm going to try and get to him in tournaments. Thompson on the other side of things, no thanks. No, yeah, definitely not. No Thompson. Maybe the upside is there in tournaments in MME if you want to include him in your pool because the strikeout upside is there. I understand it, but I just don't think you need it. Um, what about the Philadelphia Bats going up against Zach Thompson? Uh, I always have interest uh, with Kyle Schwarber going up against a righty. So I think Schwarber, Harper, uh, really great, really great plays. Um, wait, I'm sorry. Is Thompson, Thompson is left-handed. Oh, my bad. Darn it. <laughs> um yeah I, I guess so not as much with schwarber and turner's really expensive too man he's been cooking ruined it i really like schwarber as like an early tater call but now i don't want to do <laughs> it yeah no i know turner has been cooking man like he's been red hot <sighs> yeah i don't know they're really expensive though i think i think maybe at like a, a one-off or two of these guys would be fine but full stacks too expensive same page for me, no St. Louis in this spot. 13-game slate. We're finding our ways to save time, and that's going to be one of them. But we got Coors Field next. 11 total, San Francisco at Coors. Logan Webb against Chase Anderson. We think. We think. This is postponed on Wednesday night. We They're going to play a doubleheader on Thursday. It was postponed on Thursday night. They're going to play a doubleheader on Friday. This was the expected starters for Wednesday night. It's what DraftKings currently has listed. Um, I actually don't even know for a fact that they are doing the doubleheader. Um, let me see if that is up on the schedule right now. No, so they're not. So they're just a start being pushed back. Um, and so maybe unless that gets announced tomorrow or something and it just hasn't been out yet, maybe that is just pushed back and on the five-game slate, we liked Logan Webb at 8,800. Now he's 8,600. Much bigger slate, but I still think he is very viable because the upside against this terrible Colorado team, even in Coors, is there. I really like him still uh, just because now he becomes – like he was going to be a pretty high-owned pitcher on a Coors slate on, on um, thir- you know Thursday slate. Now, I think he's going to be very, very, very low owned. And I think he does have a ceiling in this matchup. Even though he's not a high K guy, I think he can eat up plenty of innings. I think he can get you five or six strikeouts, get you the win. And I don't think a lot of people are going to play him. So, I mean, I I still really like him. Um, Maybe not in, you know, single entry, you know, certainly not in a cash game. But, man, large field tournaments, I would, I would, 
totally be overweight when if he's going to be, you know, relatively long. Great call. I love it. I really like Logan Webb in tournaments in this spot. We're not playing Chase Anderson. We are Is, definitely not. <laughs> are the San Francisco Giants in coolers the top stack on the slate, not including ownership? Um, Probably. But I, I think there are other good stacks too. But I mean, yeah, I mean, they're obviously in an amazing spot. Uh, Chase Anderson is absolute garbage. And he he struggles against both sides of the plate. So I think, you know, any variation of the stack is completely fine. Um, probably Wilmer Flores is my favorite, uh, followed by Jock and then Estrada. But if, you know, I would stack this team quite a bit in MMA because this is just a fabulous spot. Flores is my favorite too, but I really like all of these guys. As long as they're not super ridiculously chalky, they're definitely going to be the top stack on the slate. Colorado against Webb. Look, it's Coors. You can always stack Colorado and Coors, but we didn't have much interest in them on the five-game slate, so definitely not much on a 13-game slate either. Detroit Tigers at the Los Angeles Angels, seven total in this one. Tariq Skubal going up against Griffin Canning. Any interest in Skubal at 9K? I do. I, I always want to attack this Angels lineup. I think Skubal is a really excellent pitcher. Um, they've been letting him get over 90 pitches regularly because some, you know, earlier in the year, they're kind of like not letting him go very long. But now, but now they're letting him go over 90. Now, three starts in a row, he's had at least 95 pitches. So, I mean, against this Angels lineup, like, yes, I 100% have a ton of interest uh, in Scooball. I think his price is very, very uh, affordable, and I think he's got a ceiling. I agree 100%. He, 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 might, I, he, I might, he might he might be my favorite pitcher on the entire slate so far. I was just really. going to say, Scooball is, is my favorite pitcher on this slate, I think. And yeah. Tim, usually when you and I are on the same page, it goes well. Uh, yeah. Like the, that Royce Lewis instant, that wasn't the first time. That's been kind of consistent throughout this year. Is like when we have a pick that is the same, it, it usually uh, goes pretty well for us. So I like the Terry Scooball one quite a bit. What about Griffin Canning going up against Detroit, eighty-two hundred? I think you got to have some interest, um, just because the matchup is really good and the price is decent. Um, honestly, like in that eight K range, I prefer. It sounds weird, but I prefer Logan Webb. Um, but I think Canning's fine. I think he's. I think he's a, a firmly in your GPP pool. I don't know how much I love him going up against Detroit. Detroit's a pretty, uh, I feel like a pretty underrated offense. I don't mind a few of those bats in there. But uh, on a 13-game slate, I don't think I need him, but I do think he is viable as well. Uh, Detroit offense against Canning, don't think I need it on a 13-game slate. LA against Scooball, absolutely not. Stop me if I'm wrong, but I think we can go on to the next game. I always like Zach McKinstry. Um, I like okay. uh, I like I like um, uh, Akil Badu 
If you kill the dudes leading off, and yeah, I, I like yeah. that one off too. Yeah, um, I think Carrie Carpenter has a little bit of appeal also, but for yeah, for the most part, not a ton of interest in this tricky. Rashad Penny's finally getting his touches. If it wasn't for that stupid Jordan Addison touchdown, this slate would be going just exactly as I predicted. Oh, tilting live on air, you gotta love it. San Diego Padres, Oakland Athletics, angry TJ voice, eight and a half total. Uh, we got uh, Seth Lugo going up against, uh, is it another Seth? Sean, Sean Newcomb. Uh, do you have any interest in 8,600 Seth Lugo against the Oakland Athletics? It seems like there's a lot of pitchers in this kind of 8k 9k range um i think lugo has to be a part of the conversation facing this oakland team so um he he might like he might rank third or fourth for me overall uh to be honest with you uh, on the slate so like i would i'd rank him ahead of a lot of guys that we've already mentioned and because I just want to be able to pick on these Oakland bats. So I, I, I have quite a bit of interest, Lugo. Of the guys we've talked about so far, I think he probably falls behind for me. Green, Scooball, Webb, and Bayo, I think are the ones that I like better than him. But he probably falls in after that group for me. I definitely like Scooball better. I'm trying to think who oh, uh, yeah, Webb. Scooball and Webb I like better. But then I think I'd I'd rank Lugo third. I think I'd go Lugo three. Sean Newcomb got up to sixty-two pitches last game, most he's pitched this year. Uh big he, he did decent in that amount of time, but big slates I don't and he's cheap, but I don't think we can pit, pay for a guy against the Padres not likely to go very many pitches. What about the Padres' bats against him? Yeah, I, I, I never mind um, getting some Tatis or Machado or Kim, uh, especially if they're going to be kind of forgotten about because it's such a bad ballpark for hitting. Um, so they're probably going to be very, very low-owned. Um, other than that, um, they're not like a priority stack for me, but I think they are going to be very low-owned. I'm probably going to be one of the people forgetting about them, if we're being honest. Uh, what about these Oakland bats? I think a mini sack is viable, especially these lefties. You and I are not on the same page on this game. Yeah, I don't agree with that. I don't, I'm, I'm all set with that. Noda at 3K, Seth Brown at 2.9, and Langoliers at 2.8. Just the mini stack that allows you to kind of pay up for whatever you want elsewhere. So I don't hate that idea. Um, we got the Chicago Cubs at the Arizona Diamondbacks next. Eight and a half total in this one. Uh, we have Justin Steele going up against Brandon Fad. Uh, any interest in Justin Steele? 10-1 going up against Arizona. I think if I was going to pay over 9K for pitcher, it would be Justin Steele. But... I don't know if that's necessarily what I think is going to be the optimal way to construct your lineup for this slate. 
So um, I'm kind of I'm kind of wishy-washy here. I think he's a good play, but I think there's better ways to build your team. I think there's better, uh, you know, like seven, eight, nine K guys rather than getting all the way up to steal. Agreed, hundred percent. If I build a stack I really like and I got ten K plus remaining, I like yep. steal more than Nola. I think. Yeah. Um, yes. But I would rather go Scooball. I'd rather go Green. I'd rather go Web and and just save some salary. Brennan Fad, on the other hand, sixty seven hundred going up against the Cubs, showed some upside. Struggled his last few. Any interest in uh, the young prospect going up against the Cubs? I I have some. I think his. I think if you're gonna if you want to go real low at pitching, this would be the guy. Like we talked about Wade Miley. You know, we talked about uh, Jake Irvin. Like this is the guy that you should be pitching if you want to if you want to get somebody really inexpensive. Um, so I think I do have some interest for tournaments. Um, but again, that seven to nine K range is so stacked today. So I don't think you like have to do it, but if you want to, this would be the guy to do it with. Yeah. I think that makes complete sense. I'm on the same page with you there. What about the Cubs bats against him? Uh, not, they don't seem to, I don't have much appeal for them. I think they're, I think they're too expensive. Like, That's what I, I was going to say too. Yeah, like Belly's sixty four hundred, uh, Horner fifty seven, Swanson fifty four, Morel fifty three, Paps forty nine. Like, I mean, I, I think there there's going to have to be a pass for me. I always love Bellinger, but he is very expensive. These guys are just getting they're priced up to a point where basically it needs to be a, a Wrigley win game for them to be priced appropriately at this point. That. Uh, Diamondbacks against Justin Steele. The Diamondbacks are a great offense, but not against Justin Steele, not on a 13-game slate. We have the Dodgers going up against the Seattle Mariners. And uh, seven and a half total in this one. This isn't the last game of the slate, is it? Did we already do it? Have we been cooking that fast? Yep. Holy moly, that's... I was trying. I've been trying to save time in places, and that's the fastest thirteen games I have ever gone through in my life. I think we have uh, George Kirby going up against Bobby Miller. Any interest in George Kirby against the Dodgers? No chance. Um, I mean, I I think Kirby is a, a good, uh, you know, real life pitcher, but this is not the matchup for the slate that I want to be attacking the Dodgers with. So I'm, I'm, I'm out on Kirby. How about Bobby Miller at 8,400 Seattle, a great team, but also a team that strikes out. Um, I don't think he's safe by any means, but I think Bobby Miller is a great tournament option. I agree. Uh, Seattle strikes out at a pretty high clip. So it's, I, I really have no issue at all with getting to him in tournaments. Again, this is another one of these guys that I've said over and over and over again. 7 to 9K range, it's loaded. He's one of those guys that can win you a tournament. So 8,400, I think, is completely appropriate price tag. Um, I think, he, for me, he falls below Webb and Lugo um, and Scooball, obviously. But he's, he's right in the mix. So I, I do like Miller quite a bit. 
an AJ Brown touchdown gets called back. And then the next one goes just through his outstretched arms. Tough one for me as we break down the NFL game simultaneously with uh, the baseball games tonight. What about the Dodgers going up against Bobby Miller? I mean, look, I don't like them. Or sorry, what about the Dodgers going up against George Kirby? Look, I don't yep. like the matchup, but you can always play the Dodgers. And Kirby does have some pretty strong splits. So the Muncies, the Freemans, and Betts is great against anyone. And then the rest of these lefties are really cheap. I think the Dodgers are a very interesting sneaky stack in a ballpark upgrade going to Seattle. I think you should always have a Dodgers stack if you're 150 maxing, even if you're like uh, 20 maxing. Just yeah. have one Dodgers stack because there's such an explosive offense. I'm never going to tell people not to play the Dodgers. Uh, if I'm running not- five lineups, it'd be very rare that I don't have a Dodgers stack. What about in this spot on this slate? Let's break it down. So looking from the beginning, I if I were playing five lineups, I would definitely have a Houston full stack, a Minnesota full stack, a Giants full stack. Dodgers would probably be number four for me for tournaments. I think I would probably go with the Dodgers as my number four tournaments. Maybe Texas, my number four tournament stack. Um, no, I think it's the Dodgers. Yeah, so I think the Dodgers would be my not like be my fourth full stack that I made in tournaments. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. How about how about the Seattle bats going up against Bobby Miller in this spot? I mean, J J Rod sixty six hundred. That's just too expensive in a matchup that I just don't want to play. Like I I know he's amazing. You can always play Cal Raleigh at catcher forty four hundred. He's got pop. Um, but this is not this is not a team I'm looking for really at all. One of the most efficient 13-game slates in the history of the morning grind. I do not have the data to support that, but I feel pretty confident about it. Let's play the morning grind game. First up, a pitcher under 8K who will get six or more strikeouts. Who do you got? Uh... Javier. Good. I was hoping you'd leave me my guy. I got Brian Bayo in this spot. Uh, who do you got? Pitcher over 8K, less than 15 fantasy points. Who busts? Uh, I'll go I'll go Kirby. But I think there's a couple of them you could go with. Yeah, I agree with you. I'm going to go with Jose Barrios in this spot. Batter over 4K to hit a home run. Who do you got? Outside over, of course. Over 4K, outside of course. Okay. Um, there's so many, so many good spots. Um, I'm going to go... I'm going to go with a weird one. I'm going to go Carrie Carpenter. I like it. I'm going to go a little less off the board and pick my favorite home run play on the slate outside of Coors, and it is your Dong Alvarez. Who do you got under 4K to get two or more hits today? I forgot that I was planning on going with Royce Lewis for that previous pick at home run, but I love him to hit home run too. Um, yeah, I like, I like, I like, 
Max Kepler too. Um, Who do you got under 4K to hit two hits? I'm going to go with... Could do Kepler for that one. Oh, okay. I'll do Kepler then. He's under 4K? He's 3,800. Oh, yeah, definitely Kepler then. Yeah, wow. I am going to go a little bit off the board here and say James Outman at 3,400 is going to get two plus hits today. Who do you got stacked to go for six or more runs outside of Coors? Uh, Minnesota. I like that a lot. I'm going to go with the Dodgers. I think the Dodgers are going to have themselves a big day against George Kirby. I feel it in my plums. It's the feel it in my plums play of the day. Um, that'll do it for 13 games of MLB action. Uh, Tim, you got anything else for the people before we get out of here? No, uh, good luck uh, this weekend in football, everyone. Good luck to you, Tim. Stay safe in the storms. And uh, like you said, good uh, good luck, everyone, in football this weekend. Hope you have a good MLB Friday, a good NFL Sunday. And uh, we will be back for more Morning Grind on Monday. So thank you so much for tuning in, everyone. We will see you next week.